I have taken on nutrients. I am fueled. I was just thinking about sausages. Socialism's your answer to everything, isn't it, John? What should we have for lunch? Let's all have four sausages eat. Suck it, nerd. It was on display in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the leopard. Leopard, leopard, leopard. From the outpost, this is Beware of the Leopard, your A to Z of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm Mark Stedman, and I materialise like nearly 240,000 lightly fried eggs. I'm John Bans, and I'm in the sort of alert crouch I like to do when I'm not quite sure what's going on or what I ought to do about it. And I'm Danny Smith, and I think I feel good about it. (laughs) Uh, We are still neck deep in pee, so uh, let's kick off with a brief mention. (laughs) Philip Pope recorded a character voice in the Starship Titanic video game, wrote the Cricket song, and voiced one of the Masters of Cricket in the radio series. He's also partly responsible, along with Richard Curtis, for a pitch-perfect Bee Gees parody. And speaking of music, the Photon Agitar is a magical instrument with a keyboard, uh, I think. Uh, JB, do we know anything about how Adams came up with the word agitar? I think we can surmise that he took the word guitar, (laughs) removed the front of it, and added a couple of spacey type letters (laughs) on the front um, (laughs) in the way that uh, people are want to do when making up... um, future languages <laughs> uh, the, the word uh guitar of course uh is derived from um the uh, hindi i think sitar comes through <laughs> comes through spanish uh into uh the into it's, it's funny when someone knows something isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah just off the top of your head just knowledge is knowledge. hilarious well it's quite it is quite it is quite interesting that the um the guitar of course essentially being a, a naked piano that you have to hit with your fingers <laughs> Um, and I think I think it's an it's an in, it's an interesting thing to surmise that in the future in different alien worlds, well, it's not the future, is it? But it's the future for aliens because they've been evolving for longer. That they they would have um, different uh, musical instruments than we do because essentially the theremin, probably the last unique musical instrument invented in the in Russia in the fifties, or uh, and then. Nothing, not so much since. It would be odd, really, wouldn't it, to invent a new musical instrument when you can make any sound you want from a computer. Um, although, arguably, I mean, yeah, well, new new sort of synthy type things have been created, and there's been new interfaces. Like, I kept seeing this thing on Facebook for ages, which was, um, it looked a little bit like a squishy um, keyboard, I don't quite know how it worked. I think it was all black, and it it didn't look like the keys were properly spaced apart, but it had sort of the equivalent of, of black keys layered over white keys, but they were all, like, grey. And you could play this thing in all sorts of different ways. That's how it's a great... The world's a great big melting pot. Absolutely. Uh, hang on, hang on. Didn't... Didn't... Um... A friend of ours keep on going to the South by Southwest, and every time he went, he'd come back with some weird new instrument that he would he would play in front of people. 
Probably. There was, the, there was this... the finger my barb and there was that thing that you grab it by its neck and you kind of make its mouth talk like a broken um, tennis ball. They're all essentially theremins, though, aren't they? I think uh, all new instruments you see are kind of versions of other ones. I think um, John Otway once invented a double-necked guitar that wasn't, you know how the Led Zeppelin double-necked guitar is two guitars sort of next next, mm-hmm. next to each other? Yeah. Um, he invented one where it was a left-handed guitar and a right-handed guitar pointing out either way that he referred to as a bitar. <laughs> I don't know, so maybe in uh, adjutard, it sounds like a, a guitar that's sort of been left slightly open to let the sound come out. Do we know Do we know what, what do, they, do they describe what an adjutar is? No. <laughs> they don't? No. No one can be asked. It's it's probably a keytar, isn't it? That's what the uh, tar, of course, means to uh, hold... <laughs> with uh, hold with a neck while it's uh, slung on a strap. You're a keyboardist, Mark. Have you ever have you ever rocked the keytar? No, I'd very much like to. I'd very much like you to. Uh, I've never held one in my hands. Uh, I I want one, and uh, I want to see if I can play, for example, the uh, Beware of the Leopard theme tune on it. I would want you to play the um, keyboard stabs for We Built This City yep. on Rock and Roll or uh, or uh, <laughs> Jump. <laughs> Bum. Which they're essentially the same keyboard sounds. Aren't they? Oh, it's certainly the same sounds. Yeah, but if um, by chance we could get a guitar, and would you play the theme tune to Beware the Leopard live at our live show on the eighth of July in the Custom Factory in Birmingham as part of the Birmingham Podcast Festival? It's either that, or I'll bring my stylophone and I'll play it on that. Hang on, is that the podcast festival that's on uh, July the eighth uh, in Birmingham? That's the one. Uh, the tickets, uh, are, still the tickets for. are available for uh, that, that are uh, accessible from um, BirminghamPodcastFestival.com. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds like a bargain. I think so. If you ask me. I think so. Now, um, if you had the pick of a pack of birds, what would be your pick to pluck from the pack? Picker birds live on Lamuella and they're um, very distracting to perfectly normal beasts. Danny, are you easily distracted? Right. Okay. When I first when I first saw this, I thought you were talking, because uh, I scrolled through on my phone really quickly <laughs> just to start thinking about um, what I need to do. And I thought you were talking about pointy birds. Okay. Have you heard of Pointy no. Birds? Uh, John Lillison, England's greatest one-armed poet, uh, wrote several um, poems, uh, one of them being Pointy Birds. Do you want to hear a rendition of Pointy very, Birds? Very, very much. Oh, Pointy Birds, oh, Pointy Pointy, anoint my head, and ninety ninety. I might have heard that before, but I love it so much. John Ellison, England's greatest one-armed poet. John was the first person ever to be killed in a car crash in nineteen in 1894. Good grief. No, it's a lie. It's a made-up person. Um, it's somebody that Steve Martin constantly references in his films. Oh! So I know, I know that he references him in Man With Two Brains, and I know it's in L.A. Story. I also think it's in Roxanne. Yes, yes, I think that line is in Roxanne, because there's a... I, I, I think it might be. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard Steve Martin say it anyway, uh, now, that you, now that you mentioned it. It's either going to be that or... or um, because uh, the man with two brains is far, far sillier. Um, but Roxanne does have a thing with a bird perched on his nose, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I don't think he finishes the second line in in Pointy Birds. I, th- I think, but yeah, oh, um, there's also there's also the poem uh, by also by John Lennison, um in Dillman's Grove. Okay. In Dillman's Grove, my love did die, and now in the ground shall ever lie. None could ever replace her visage. Until your face brought thoughts of kissage. 
so that's what I thought about when you when we came up with Pickabur. Um, <laughs> I love th- I love things like that. As for easily distracted, uh, I mean, of course, that also infers that um, Man with Two Brains, LA Story, and Roxanne are a shared universe. <laughs> and there's a white middle-aged man being utterly charming <laughs> at several points <laughs> in that in that shared universe. But but one of them's got a big nose. <laughs> uh, I love things like that. In both um, Morecambe and Wise films. Um, one of them get, gets to tell the joke where there's uh, two guys sitting on a bench and one of them says to the other one, it's nice out. And the other one says, is it? I think I might get mine out. And then, <laughs> it's it's in both of them, even though it's uh, incongruous. It's in that Riviera touch and the Magnificent Two. Um, one would like to assume that if uh, Morgan and Wise's film career was a little bit more successful, we'd still be, we'd be, be seeing them more and more. My, my dad aches like positively vibrates for somebody to say it's nice out so he can pull that line <laughs> i purposely avoid that setup <laughs> just because he doesn't get to look that satisfied so this proves that we are all fairly easily distracted mm-hmm. as we're not talking about uh bigger birds oh uh, okay the, i did uh... i did sorry sorry i did i did prepare for uh distraction i did um so uh, it's not really up to me to say if I'm easily distracted. That would be something that people around me notice. Like, I can get distracted, but I don't know if that's particularly easy because I'm me. So what I did, I searched for a ADD checklist. Oh. Um, it took me ages because my fingers typed playlist and I just kept on coming up with music <laughs> things. <laughs> Didn't notice for a long, long time. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's ADD got to do with fucking music? Why is this? Um Okay, so I came up with this list, and can you tell me why this list got me very, very cross? Um, okay, here's the list. Okay, right. Signs of ADHD include hyperactivity and impulsivity. Okay. Second point, being abnormally active and acting without thinking. Can can you get it? Yet? Oh yeah, I mean, I, my, my guess is that they're things that like are common to all children so far. No, but like. They're the same thing. <laughs> hyperactivity and impulsivity. Hyperactivity is a word for being abnormally active. Yes. And impulsivity is a word for acting without thinking. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I thought you were angry because you don't like to diagnose yourself on the internet. Oh, no. I, I've, I've been diagnosed with, by uh, actual professional. <laughs> the third one is being able, uh, unable to sit still and constantly fidgeting, which, again, it's falls under hyperactivity, yeah. I would yeah. feel. Yeah. The, the last three, difficulty focusing, yep. having a short attention span, mm-hmm. and difficulty concentrating. Mm. Those three are the same, All right? those yeah. three things are the same thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't paying that much attention because there was something going on out the window. <laughs> but um... <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's why I got quite cross about the ADHD uh, checklist and didn't end up doing it, if but, I'm honest. But were any of the playlists any good? Just thinking about other things. <laughs> it's a little bit um, Ten Commandments slash uh, Seven Deadly Sins because there's, like, there's quite a lot of repetition uh, in both of those, if I remember rightly, and there's there's a couple that are basically the same thing. Um, and uh, so there's obviously when people are creating these kinds of lists, it's, it's like the, the manager's given them a target number yeah. and they've just got to reach that number and just, oh, just, The yeah. Ten Commandments are weird. The one about the ox is particularly <laughs> odd. And I don't know if it's a metaphor or whether essentially there just wasn't room on the stone tablet. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbours. Oh, shit, we've got much room. <laughs> what were we going to put there? Maybe it, was, maybe, maybe it was a Scrabble situation. I mean, 
Ah, oh yeah. Box. Oh yeah. Was it like? Always um, handy. Was it? Uh, did did they get like a, a kit? that had all the stencils for all the different letters and they just needed to use all of the letters. Like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Like the light box, like like they were scrabbling around for the see-through letters at the back and got an O and an X. Uh, now, I think I'll retire. On Pindleton Alpha can be found the Resettlement Advice Centre, which Arthur visits in Mostly Harmless to try and find new home that's a bit like Earth. John, do you think a centre like this exists because of the sheer number of planets that get destroyed on a regular basis? Uh, are they weirdly tentacled, file cabinet-eating creatures that work at the centres on commission and thus incentivized to ship people off to dull places? I've been trying to think about this, and I, I'm thinking that this might be a sort of... Um, a, a thing that an author writing today wouldn't come up with because it comes from a world where you had to ask advice from real people rather than the the god of uh, of Google. I'm, I'm re-watching uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus at the moment, and there are a lot of sketches where people just go to an office for advice, uh, and that is, a, yeah, that's the thing that you, you absolutely couldn't do anymore. Vocational guidance counsellor. <laughs> so if you were um, maybe planning a long journey in the 1930s and you were going to drive, that was, that's, that's okay, you might write... To the automobile association to uh they'll send you some maps of the route and uh they will book you in some hotels um on the on the way and inform the hotels that you're coming or um did any of you go to a careers guidance uh place at, at school we had the machine um that spat out. i can't remember what mine spat out but it wasn't anything like the sorting good. hat yeah basically i had the uh the the blue screen sorting hat and then we went to go and I might have had a mock interview. There might have been someone who came in from a place that did some sort of careers advice thing. I think they just looked at the punch hole paper thing that the machine spat out and said, yeah, probably that. Do you not remember what, what you got? No. What did you get, Dan? I got, I got two. I got two options. Um, I got architect. Mm. Or... or uh, or um, funeral director. Mm. What you got? What what you got is your test scores mixed up with somebody <laughs> else's. <laughs> Fuck right off, <laughs> bastard! That's my clever retort for that. I'm not saying that you couldn't be an architect. I'm saying you bloody well shouldn't be a funeral director. I could be a fucking architect. The, uh, there's far too many commandments for you to break in that one. Although you'd like the makeup, but <laughs> and the outfits. Yeah, I do like the outfits. But... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. We had we had one. We had a careers advice mm-hmm. room at school, but it just had some leaflets in it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I would. Lo- I would love. To, uh, I would love someone to to tell me to give me advice. Not you two, but you know. What <laughs> I mean. um, but you should be a stripper. I should, but you know, like uh, queer eye for the straight guy or uh, things like that. When it, I think. I think you should actually be able to go to a place and go. I should I? What should I be wearing? Should I essentially be wearing the same Levi's Adidas pumps and tracksuit tops that I have been doing since nineteen ninety two, or should I have moved on? Is there a particular new style that I should have um, taken on by now? In in terms of um, having to do this in the, the Hitchhiker's universe, mm. you would would you trust anything anybody said? Well, this is it. I mean, is it coming from some sort of central body? Is it a commercial entity? Is it like a travel agent? Because given that, then no, I wouldn't. But then also given that the Vogons 
run the bureaucracy of the galaxy. I'm not sure I would trust the whatever um, Erzat's government is in place either. It's 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 not really a thing that you you uh, would perhaps want the state involved in. No, if the state is uh, rotten from the bottom down, indeed through the through both heads of Zaphod. Well, can I perhaps bring this plane into land, <laughs> please? <laughs> if that wasn't another thing they said you could do, was it? it was my no, God. no. I, rem- I I got my voice tested once, and the the, um, the optician was really impressed. It was like, you have really great vision. You could be a pilot. Looked at my notes. If you didn't get crippling migraine, sorry about that. Oh wow. he gave me a profession and then plucked it away right okay taking this plane into land so in an information poor environment or an information scarce environment Mm -hmm. isn't somebody isn't advice that comes to you in your own voice super valuable doesn't that give us why the guide is so popular because the experts are always always wrong, and the um, the advice from the government and the officialdom is so so wrong. So you've got this hip guide telling you drink here, do this, do this, and that would explain why. It would... You are absolutely right. Um, the problem is, uh, uh, for whatever reason, um, Adams wanted to um, write his way out of uh, or, or into a problem, uh, and so the particular area of the galaxy he's in. Um, possibly because it's a plural zone, uh, um, the guide doesn't work very well. And he also painted himself into a corner a book or so back where he basically said the guide's now uh, a, a web browser, whereas, you know, back in the day it was it was a book and it took presumably quite a long time to update. You had to ship a copy off to the editor uh, for, for them to trim down and then presumably that would be loaded onto the, the next edition of the guide. Um, he sort of he he sped that whole process up and um brought it in line with our expectations of more modern technology and so now it's possible for it to just be offline uh, as it is in this case but i think were that not the case i think you would be bang on uh, yeah i just think it's pretty neat that he he created this world where uh, you can't really trust experts or yeah. official them and then he created the guide which speaks to people in their own voice um and uh, gives out advice, bad or mm-hmm. not, um, that everybody loves. Uh, at this point, uh, my mind's telling me we should go on to the next segment, but my body, my body's telling me I, I should avoid referencing R. Kelly, but I don't see nothing wrong with that. Pizpot Gargravar is the custodian of the total perspective vortex, or at least his mind is. His body is probably off being uh, having a far better time of it, uh, going to parties and that sort of thing. Um, I'll ask this to both of you. If you could split your mind and your body, what would you have each bit do? Well, I'd send my, uh, I'd send my body to work, since my mind often doesn't travel there anyway. <laughs> Um, that would make that would make things a lot simpler in the in a world of presenteeism. <laughs> uh, there, there... <laughs> I've not heard that term before. No, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think I think you've got to you've got to you've got to send your body to do the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, now you quite enjoy exercise, don't you, Danny? Yes, I do. I do like exercise, but I only like it because of the brain dolphin it get but dolphins that gives me yeah now uh, for for anyone who who's unaware uh, that's that's Danny for endorphins oh, I um, forgot that the people wouldn't know what that is yeah no, no, no I know um it's fine <laughs> so, no they're brain dolphin um I, I don't get enough of an endorphin rush uh, from exercise but I would really like to have had the benefit I really like to have exercised um and so 
I, I that would like it's such a no <laughs> it's a no brainer for me. Um, <laughs> that I... <laughs> that's great. That's a, a problem with the modern condition, though, isn't it? So I much prefer having done something yeah. to doing it, up, and that is almost everything in the entire world. <laughs> if I'm at a concert with watching a band that I really really enjoy, I want them to get on with it and finish i'll enjoy reminiscing about this so much on the way home <laughs> oh well i don't know i don't want to travel home either i just want it all to be over and me back at home in bed with a cup of tea um but I th- yeah I'll, i want oh i'll, I'll yeah i'll enjoy it. i will have, I'll, i will have enjoyed having been to that <laughs> um yeah it's like the uh the, the the past tense problem of um of uh time travel it's it's yeah it's the thing that you're looking forward to is sort of reminiscing about the thing that you're doing right now that you'd sort of like you yeah it's i i can i completely i completely agree so many times as a kid and an adult i wish that there were just these you get it in films all the time and i just wish you could do that thing where it the scene just cuts to the next scene well that's that's kind of what your memory does though like the reason why you enjoy things in retrospect I, I suspect, John, it's because your brain's a really good editor of all the the bits where you're bored and you quite need a wee, but you're not sure whether you should go for a wee because they might play the good song next, <laughs> or um, the waiting in the in the queue for the bar, or the the surprise once you get to the bar and they realise how much they charge. Like you, your brain edits all that bad stuff out and it leaves you with a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So in the festivals, when you're at a festival, a lot of the time you're not deliriously happy. But it only takes the journey home for your brain to just Steven Spielberg the shit out of it. Yeah, that becomes the colour. Like, you just remember the sort of the emotional colour of the event, like, it's in, you know, in a sort of sepia, that this 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 wash over the over the event of this sort of... You don't remember the individual feelings at, at various times, but you remember that overall sense of that was happy good time. Yeah. That, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that all three of us have quite happily, or not happily, but... Um, emotionlessly decided that we would send our brain to do the fun stuff and our body to do the shit stuff, which is the opposite of what Pisspot does. No, I've I've literally just said. I mean, the, the only thing that I can definitely say I want my body to do that my brain isn't is exercise. Pretty much because th- like there's not that many physical things that I do because I'm you know my 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 brain does my brain has all my fun. Um, and so I want my brain to have all my fun. I want, I'd like my body to go and get trim, please, because it's been slacking. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I like all good times are, are a synthesis of, of of body and mind, right? So, um, but there are there is stuff to do with my body that I get bored doing, like just normal human maintenance, body stuff, like washing it or or trimming bits off it, and eat, yeah. eating food, like fucking how much of a hassle is eating food every single day like like oh you gotta get up and you gotta do it again that's one of the things i'd miss if my body was off sustaining itself with food because i like food so i, I would miss that but yeah so, so fucking boring <laughs> you just put it in your mouth and chew it until it's soft and then down it goes down the mouth hole and down the pipey hole into the stomach face and ugh. i don't understand why you haven't got on the huel uh slash slim fast thing I know we've talked about it before. Like, why you don't just do that? You say Danny should get on the slim first. Well, you just want a grey substantive, you know, just just a a grey thing that you can ingest. That's like, there you go. There's nutrients for the day. I have taken on nutrients. I am fueled. If you type in Huel and shit into any browser you care to name, <laughs> you will have a hundred Reddit threads going. 
I don't shit right since I've been eating this. Like, oh no, that's very true. Like ha- having done a, a, a similar one for a time. Uh, no, no, because you know you're eating. Uh, well, you're not really eating. You're just taking out of the yeah a, a bunch of thickened liquid. Uh, and so uh, out the other end comes thickened liquid. If there was a pill, just one-off pill every day, take it, um, then I would definitely do that. I mean, there were pills in my 20s that I took that meant that I didn't really fancy <laughs> eating for quite a considerable amount of time. Um, Days. But uh, they they had other side effects. That <laughs> They've got these sort of um, pill things. They're like um, sausages. <laughs> you just have to take four or five sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about a, a, a drug or sausages. just hey, sausages. sausages? I was just thinking about yeah. sausages. <laughs> that you could, you know, you wouldn't have to think about it. Four sausages and a glass of orange juice, and you'd be set. Or the, uh, or the, the, the potato diet, and you know, just just, just that. <laughs> have you tried this new diet? What, what is it? What's John's four sausages? <laughs> <laughs> as, how does it work? Just. Four sausages. <laughs> is that now? Is you that can't copyright it because it's just literally. Four is that sausages. per meal or is that per day, John? I haven't done the maths yet. <laughs> I can find out how many sausages I've got to buy. I haven't even worked out how big they've got to be or anything. Hey, I was no, just thinking that vegetarian. You... Yeah, vegetarian <laughs> sausages. Vegetarian sausages. <laughs> oh, those aren't sausages. <laughs> what the? Those are fucking <laughs> vegetable the sausages. Tubes? The shape. You're 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 advocating a fucking four vegetable tube diet. Well, only for me. You can eat as as many dead animals as you want to. I know, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> it's just that John's not passive-aggressive about it, it's fine. You're the, you're the one there out there creating uh, 20 times as much um, car, uh, greenhouse gases per um, calorie. I'm not the one who makes the cows fart. So, anyway, just get these sausages and we get someone who knows about nutrition to work out how many sausages you have to have. <laughs> right, I've come... And what has to be inside the sausages in order to see you get all your vitamins. <laughs> if you could... Uh, go for a run in your sleep. That would be quite useful. So it'd be kind of like a, a top-notch version of those uh, slender turn <laughs> things that you get that give you electric shocks while you're watching the telly eating popcorn, but uh, give you rock-hard abs. Yes. No, that would be shit. That would be shit. In what way? Because one of the main things that your body does when you sleep is not move, which is really useful to help it repair muscle and um, generally, I don't know, rest. Have you met me? I... I... I, I'm great at not moving. I'm really, really good at not moving. My body's got <laughs> enough not moving. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, now, I never thought this would happen to me, but here we are. Play Being is a magazine devoted to, uh, in roughly equal parts, to uh, galactic politics, rock music, and gynaecology. Danny, uh, you've written for a lot of uh, magazines. Can you talk us through the type of article you might have written for Play Being and which section you would be writing for? Um, okay, so uh, Play Being is the um, Playboy analogue. Yeah, right? So you've got to assume that they've got the same diversity of um, of articles in there. Now, it depends when you're talking about mm. Because it was up until actually quite late, actually like mid-90s, that they were still publishing like really interesting... Yes, the cliche. They, they were actually publishing articles worth reading, like... Um, and loads of loads of really decent writers have have uh, written for um, a Playboy. Um, uh, so we're talking um, Kurt Vonnegut, um, uh, Margaret Atwood. Uh, yes, Margaret Atwood, um, Hunter S. Thompson. Um, 
pretty much pretty much anyone that's anyone that has, has written for them, Truman Capote, um, has written for for Playboy. So, like as as a magazine publishing articles, they've done a, a a remarkable job over the years. So, I could pretty much write what I want because they did come from a, a mm-hmm. angles. It's a culture magazine more as as much as anything mm-hmm. else. Um, so I don't know. Um, maybe I want to pitch a version of the greatest article written of all time. Um, of course, is uh, what do I always say, John? Do, do, do you know me well enough? You to... would norm- you would normally say it was uh, Frank Sinatra has a cold, wouldn't you? Absolutely, Frank Sinatra has a cold is one of the greatest magazine articles of all time. Um, do you know of this, Mark? No. It's a profile of Frank Sinatra, but when the guy turned up to interview him, um, he had a cold. Mm-hmm. So he he wouldn't be interviewed. So uh, this guy, Gary Tanise, I don't know how you actually pronounce that name, but that's how I, I see it in my brain. That's how I've always heard it pronounced. Um, he interviewed... Oh, no, it isn't entire... Gary Tanise. That's an actor. It's uh, it's Gay Telesi. Yeah, that's the bunny. Um, so he interviewed the entire um, crew around him um, and built up this amazing um, insight into a man that he didn't actually mm-hmm. meet. Um, it's it's a cracking bit of writing, um, and uh, it's it's one of my favourites of all time. So, uh, I think I'd probably pitch something like um, one of Zaphod's heads has a migraine um, <laughs> a profile of uh, the president of the galaxy. Um, but let's face it, um, I'd probably stick to my strengths, and I'd probably end up making up with the mucky letters. <laughs> but do you know what? I'd be happy. Oh. What a great job that would be. Just <laughs> making up dirty porn absolutely it's got a form as well so you don't have to think about it too much it's all it's always it's always i never thought this would happen to me but my neighbor's mom and blah 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 <laughs> it, it's and you get a little bit creative with it uh and finally we come to a sad little species Pogril is an impoverished planet in the pansol system whose entire population got wiped out through food poisoning, apart from one man who ate the 239,000 fried eggs that had appeared thanks to a trip with the infinite improbability drive. He later died of cholesterol poisoning. They were already uh, a pretty pessimistic race to begin with, having a popular riddle that goes, Why is life like hanging upside down with your head in a bucket of hyena offal? To which the other would reply, I don't know either. Wretched, isn't it? John, ignoring what the campaign for real time might have said about this, if we could go back and save the Pogrills, A, what could we do to cheer them up? And B, would it be worth it? I think to cheer them up, we probably need to send them a few slices of bread and some red sauce. (laughs) But this is a thing where I often wonder about. So it was an impoverished planet. We do know that uh, the sort of... um, monetary system in the galaxy is absolutely uh, rotten mm. to the state of uh, anything. We do know that the few attempts at space Keynesian, Keynesianism really did uh, falter on places like uh, some squashed beats of the place with the swamp and the mm-hmm. uh, uh, flolloping mattresses. Indeed. So we know all these things. So maybe they were absolutely right to be depressed maybe they were then they were not wrong maybe they were it's a better state of mind than you know all the people who are in uh there's a lot of people in shit up to their neck (laughs) and uh they they say come on if we all 
really move together. We can get out of this. And the other one's just going, don't make waves. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe cheering up is the wrong thing. We liberate them. That's what we need. Just get them off the do. planet. No, I mean, I essentially mean to. Uh, they they need to. They need self determination. They need ah. uh, workers controlling the means of production. <laughs> um, they need uh, proper values. Maybe a, a system of Soviets uh, to uh, create a government. Um, <sighs> Socialism's your answer to everything, isn't it, John? It's your go-to. What should we? What should we have for lunch? Let's all have four sausages each. <laughs> No, 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 no. Four sausages for breakfast, some orange juice. I mean, you're it for the day. You've got to think about it. Beetroot and vodka. For and I, I don't know. I'm just, I've, I've, I'm a bit worried about the guy who uh, didn't get food poisoning. So what was he eating before? Was he just have a particularly um, strong uh, constitution? And if you ate nearly uh, over 200,000 fried eggs... It wouldn't be cholesterol that would get you. It would be being um, a little bit constipated. You'd <laughs> yeah. just be so backed up. A bit egg-bound. So there is an interesting ethical problem here, isn't there? So if the campaign for real time, we assume that Slarty Bartfast and his bearded mates are a sort of intergalactic liberal <laughs> Democrats. And uh, they just want everything to be all right for everybody. They're not going to change the system. But generally, they think people should be a bit nicer. So... But if they don't want to change the system, if they don't want to go back and change the past, if they want time's uh, winged chariot to just run on rails, they are not going to go back and change the the shit that the uh, hog thrills uh, people are in. Are they moral or are they amoral? Uh, or it's it's a matter of uh, the the moral compass. Um, we we you know we often think about it can only sort of point. Uh, you know, it, I guess let, let's say due north. It, you know, pointing north means that you're you're uh, a good moral person. But there are multiple norths um, for different strands of uh, a, a person, and they've just picked one of the norths that isn't like that important. It's it's like people who uh, complain on Twitter about. Um, I, I'm going to pick a, an example, and it might upset someone, but. The people who who um, reply to people on Twitter who do balloon launches and um, you know reply to them and say you shouldn't do the balloon launch or the or the the um, Chinese lanterns uh, because it hurts birds and that's absolutely true, but there's bigger hills to die on and um, possibly the problem here is that uh, the campaign for real time have picked a potentially small hill to die on when there are people that are dying who could be saved. But is it not more moral not to impose your value or moral system on uh, completely alien um, uh, sets of values and creatures? Ah, that's a prime directive thing as opposed to um, changing uh, a natural event that could be prevented. That's different from interfering with someone's uh, someone's government. Mm. Yeah, maybe you're right. No, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I think you are right. Suck it, nerd. Mm. But I, it's part of the same. It's part of the same thing. So, do we 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 don't, by and large, impose our morals on animals? Do we? We eat them. So that's not imposing our morals, that's... but that is certainly there is an effect of our morals. Our molars, not our morals. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But, 
I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. So I think there's, are you, um, is it species, is it, would it be speciesists to, to impose? But essentially they're not happy. Is it, are you, as the, as the, as someone with the means, not do you go back and, um, not do you or do you not go back and kill Hitler? Because that's one thing that may or may not go wrong. But do you go back and say, um, alter the terms of the Treaty of Versailles so the Weimar Republic doesn't become uh, hyperinflationary and people struggle so there are the conditions for the rise of fascism in 30s Germany aren't there? It depends if you believe in the multiverse, I suppose. Hear me out. Um, because in the multiverse, every uh, every option is is taken and every every um, possibility is played out. So, even if you don't, there will be another one that will. The net um, total of suffering will always remain what it is. So, therefore, you can pretty much do what you want at any time ever because there'll always be a gooder version of you that doesn't. So, therefore, we're free to do what we want. And we shouldn't ever worry about mammals ever again. Tune, tune in next week on Boo the Leopard, where the net total of human suffering in the world will stay constant. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, that's all we've got. Um, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Uh, you can follow Danny at Probably Drunk on Twitter. You can follow John at Bounder, and you can follow me at I Am Stedman. Uh, do get your tickets for the Birmingham uh, Podcast Festival, and you can come and see us on stage, uh, where we will be doing something very very exciting um, which we planned and um, know what it's going to be and everything um, but it's going to be great there's loads there's some really 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 good um, fellow uh, podcasters uh, that are going to be taking the stage and um, it's a really nice venue so um, brumpodfest.com uh, and uh, get your tickets and, and come out and see us um, 7th and 8th of July uh, it'll be lovely to have you there well that's it um, there's we're, we're going to do this again next week um, so uh, until then, share and enjoy. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com. Oh, mate, you should have you should have really gone. No, I wanted to underplay it. Oh. I wanted to underplay it and let people find you the joke. You missed the opportunity to go, my mind's telling me no, <laughs> but my body, <laughs> my body <laughs> is telling me yes. <laughs> How satisfying is that? That's very, do? very satisfying to do, yes. <laughs> and you and how 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 austere of you to deny yourself that pleasure yes. for the sake of a joke? Oh, absolutely! Like like I said, you know, don't, let's not let a good time get in the way of a joke. <laughs>